Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Side under the Believe Podcast Network. It is indeed a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page as a family. Today for episode 110, 110, I got to take that and out of there. That's not a thing. Today for episode 110, we'll be discussing Parallel Worlds and the book, The Space Between Worlds. Cue you, Vanna White. Hold up the book real quick for me, Ben. The Space Between Worlds by Micaiah Johnson. You, ben, you're a little delayed today, but that's all right. We're a little bit rusty. You know, we were uh, off for the Thanksgiving break, but we're back, baby. And guess who else is back? Our incredible patrons, right, Ben? Yeah, they got, they got our back, too. They always got our back. Ben, how would you describe a patron to people who are like, what's that? How can I support? So hundreds of years ago, when artists were attempting to make a living, they would get a patron who would pay them to just create art. So now Patreon has taken that similar idea from like parts of Europe. Okay, and, I see where this is going you now. Know, like Mozart had patrons, Beethoven had patrons. Usually it was royalty, so y'all can be our royalty and support us in doing the, the things that we got to do. And, you know, we use that Patreon money for like, you know, basic things like... Uh, I don't know, new equipment, rent, uh, rent, doctor's visits, uh, uh, <laughs> technology, you know, all, all things that the Wildland family needs. Speaking of the Wildland family, Ben, why don't you show them, um, little wild Lynn, she is oh, yeah. upstairs sleeping. We are good parents, but yes, patrons, if you would like to be a patron and continue supporting our family, we really appreciate you. We will post the link to do that in the episode notes. So if you scroll to the bottom of the episode on YouTube or on, um, Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to this, you will see that link special shout out right now to these patrons Janaea McNair, Brianna M, Katrina Folasede Henson, Kate Jessica Carrero, Marla Miller and Ashley Carter. Remember patrons also we do a yoga class on Sundays. It is 30 minute beginner friendly and it's at 10 a.m. PST. I will always drop the link in the Patreon. Now how are you? How you been? Uh, we've been off for like two weeks. So I just want to come back to something you said earlier where you said 110 and you said, oh, you can't say and, but yes, you can because and means plus. So six and two makes eight. eight. That's a bad example. 110. Well, look it up. I think you're supposed to say like 110. It, it used to be that 112. Way. It used to be that the and implied a decimal point. Oh, okay. But... but you would 110, but that's incorrect. That was wrong mathematics. When you say and is a plus word. So when you say 100, 110, saying 100 plus 10 equals 110. Well, thank you for that very delayed so you, explanation. You but you did wrong. have my back. Uh, I got your back. How you, are you doing you do today? No, you didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. How uh, is your goddamn today? <laughs> uh, I am very glad that we were able to have this American addition to the space between worlds because Micaiah Johnson, who I got the pleasure of meeting, she was saying that this, <laughs> because the two women on the cover were looking too longingly at each other, this cover was banned. <laughs> Wow. In, uh, it was banned in other countries, in, you're uh, saying. In, in other countries. In other that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean. These like, women love you, each other too much. Basically, they're walking on what looks to be like, you know, parallel worlds. We're going to be talking about parallel worlds today. They sort of look at each other and it's not too longingly. I mean, it is a little longingly, but 
I don't know. You know, people they like demand ridiculous everything, things. Everything, everything. If a book has a person of color, if a book has two women, just like one woman might have something stuck in her eye and be looking the wrong way, but it's like, oh, something's just caught in my eye. And they're like, no, no. These are lesbians, let's be clear. Uh, but there are some <laughs> talking um, about some lesbian relationships. Judging in the book, a book and we by also its cover. Amber How are you doing? You I'm still doing didn't great. answer that. I you're, mean, you're I'm doing. About the cover. I feel privileged to live in a country that allows people to make lesbian book covers. That's true. And and you know. So you feel privileged. That is the answer. I to feel your privileged. Question. How are you doing? I feel. Imagine like somebody coming up to you, bar. You're like, how's it going tonight? Pretty privileged, Pretty privileged. That's (laughs) going to be my response from now on. It's like, how are you feeling? Pretty privileged. Yeah. Pretty privileged. I also also have pretty privilege because I'm pretty. Yeah. Pretty boy. Yeah. I I do have a question for you. What's Uh, my question? So speaking of judging a book by its cover, why do you judge people by how they read? (laughs) I judge people by how they read. (laughs) I judge you by how you read. To, to a children like where did this uh amber has certain standards of how a book should be read to a child so where did this stem from because i went to story time at the library i took some yeah, videos yeah ground the people in what these, you're talking sent, about yeah because it's story not time all at people. the library because i am sort of the the caretaker for the baby so i take the baby to the doctor and amber you know is able to get her work done and so i take take wild to the library and the librarian is reading and i send these videos to wild listening and of course amber is says this is cute because wild's my baby but she's also like why is this person reading without no seasoning fervor and zest you said seasoning Seas- it was an, a very unseasoned so where did, where did you learn story t- the seasoning of a story time i think if we think about if we think about all of the great griots and storytellers that we remember growing up as a kid, they read with expression and power. And when something was sad, it was sad. And when something was adventurous, it was. So I don't understand why you would get up there in front of these kids and just read it how you would talk to somebody else. She put she 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 did a step up above that. But I, but I'm not going down to the story time, Ben, because I will I will take that book out of her hand <laughs> and give those kids a show. But I know that about myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm going to stay at the house and you're going to keep sending me. You know, you, you you don't think her performance was a little lackluster. I just would not. And th- they canceled the week before. So I'm like, OK, well, you had a week off. So if you're going to do it, do it. I would just not think. Yes, obviously, once you pointed it out to me, I was like, oh, yeah, this is pathetic. But I would never think that it was pathetic. I feel like you learn words better when people are more, like, expressive and clear. And you're like, um, cat. Like, yes, not just like, just say cat, kid. No. You do. Break it down and give it some life. 30 minutes is a long time for story time, by the way. Was it? How many books did she get through? Maybe four or five. And then she sang some songs. But did by- she sing? No, it was so out of tune because See. the parents also were singing. I don't even care if she's she out of tune, quiet. but was it I think expressive? She was, I think she might have been in tune, but it was so quiet. I really couldn't hear anything. So she didn't even project. Yeah. I think she wa- was wearing S- a mask. Sound off. Am, am I being ridiculous? If you Because let me tell you this. 
Growing up, we went to the library. My mom would take us there yeah. on Saturdays, and they had a show. I don't understand oh, yeah. how the show was free. They had puppets. They had live music. They had a really great thing going at that library. So they gave the kids a show. And, you know, this is the time where, like, PBS Kids was, like, that girl, you mm-hmm. know, reading Rainbow, things like that. So it's like, you know whose shoulders you stand on. So why would you get up there and act like we're at a board meeting? Kids are going to have their whole lives to be miserable. So the least you can do is get up there and start the yelling and the kicking. And if there's a fire, act like it's like give, give them. If they looking, give them a show. That's the word of advice. Sound off. It, am I crazy? Sound off, y'all. Next. What's next on the docket? Podcast reviews. We podcast got some great reviews. podcast reviews, baby. Uh Lime, I've been trying to tell you the same thing. Lime Girl if, 22. If we want to be clear about the podcast, read, read this with some fervor. Go ahead. Lime Girl 22 gave us five stars. Really <laughs> appreciate that. She says, Tales from the Hood 3, please. Huge fan of everything. This family, TikTok pulled me in, but this podcast is a whole new level. I love hearing what you all have to say and how the both of you interpret the movies you've discussed. I've listened to both of the episodes on Tales from the Hood 1 and 2 and would love, 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 love to hear your thoughts on the third one. Why do we not watch the third one? Because it is so bad and oh, so horrific and that so we, we wouldn't even waste our time barely on our very lucrative one. podcast. <laughs> we loved, we should, we'll watch the third one. We loved the first one, and then the right. second one just was so pathetic and so campy. I did have um, someone t- talk to me about seeing Tales of the Hood 3, and they're like, it's just as so bad. It's almost unwatchable, but you, you enjoy it. <laughs> You enjoy this is it. All, this is almost piquing my interest. Like, yeah. I, I think we should go for it at yeah, some we, point. Yeah, Thank we you, will. Lime Girl 22. Lime Girl 22. That's a really cool name. Does it mean that you like limes or that you love the color lime? I don't know. I'm going to go with both, and I think you're super cool for writing a five-star review. You got We got another one here. Oh, I want to say this. So last week we did Wakanda Forever, and... I, this was a big movie, so I wanna I wanna be extra extra clear, okay? It is more than okay to agree and disagree with us. Yeah. We are always happy if you sit down every week and listen to our asses. I just want to norm with that because a lot of people had a lot of thoughts and reviews, and we're gonna obviously get to those. Um, but I like if you ever think like, am I going too harsh on these two? You're not. No. I I appreciate. We can handle it. Yes, your commentary shows that you were listening. Now, what no is one can slightly be as annoying, harsh as Amber? That would be great. To me. You can you can tear me down. You can tear me down. Unbreakable. I was like, just thinking about the that. Whole six, 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 the musical. If you haven't seen it, you could do it, all no. of it. You could just slap me metaphorically in the face. You could just mm, just choke me a little bit metaphorically. <laughs> And do all of it, but nothing's okay. gonna compare to what Amber would can do to me. <laughs> don't don't tell the people that they they already think I'm mean to your ass. Metaphorically, but, metaphorically, not metaphorically. actual but physical violence. Now, will you get a side eye from me when you say things like, "Now, I want to start by saying I haven't seen what kind of forever, but I disagree with your review of it." Yeah. Th- that's the, that's what I'm like. Now, nah, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch now, it. right now. Now, right. I call this the Witcher um, paradox or the Witcher pandemic okay i've talked about this before but basically the first season of the witcher comes out uh, a couple people watch the first four episodes and they tear they tear it apart okay but the show does a really great job of 
creating a whole narrative. In the first couple of episodes, and it, the feels, people like, say like, it delete, feels like delete, delete. Xeno, warrior princess. It feels like, <laughs> you know, sort of um, episodic, you know, yes, yes. standalone episodes, but they actually build up to this great, great show. And a lot of people had to renege, like, after they watched the whole, whole show. They're like, I couldn't even finish the whole thing. So I have zero, zero respect yeah. for people who review things without having yeah, uh, like not it, only it, watched it, but understanding a little bit of the context. Or at least comes. the season. Like, I understand, yeah. like, hey, I couldn't watch all eight seasons. But or read all the books. But, right. But I gave all of season one a chance, and this is how I feel. So uh, I love you, but your, your, your review of our review is kind of null and void if you didn't watch the movie. Now, this person, I'm pretty sure saw it. So look, can I read their review real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do this. Okay, one. this one's about Wakanda Forever. That's, why, that's only the reason why I'm squeezing Five stars, two. too. First of all, first of all, Lachey, L-A uh, apostrophe C-H-A-E. Lachey gave us five stars. So let's let's start there. Lachey's already my friend. Uh, Lachey writes, I love you guys, but OMG. So I listened to the Wakanda Forever episode and I cringed the whole show. <laughs> I, I love you, Lachey. Real, real. I cringed the whole show. I mean, what a, what a, what a opening line. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love you guys, but did you ever watch any other MCU shows or movies? They are known to give the villain a backstory. Like Thanos was a bad guy, but when he explained his reasoning, you understood. Like it's meant to show there is no real separation between good and evil and Captain America, the Winter Soldier Cap, was seen as the bad guy for standing up for what he believed. And it's all about perspective. I do love your show. I love you, Amber and Ben, but I had to come say this, LOL. Okay, so I will speak for myself. I, I've seen some of the other MCU movies, but I mean, obviously the MCU is huge. I have not seen uh, Endgame, but you have. You've seen everything. I've seen most so, things. So speak on, I, I'm not qualified to, to speak really. One, Lachey, thank you for leaving a review. Let's, let, that's first and foremost. You, you an internet cousin. I, I want to be clear about that. But secondly, uh, how do you feel about Lachey's review of our review? She saw Wakanda Forever, and she's familiar with the MCU. I'm, I'm honestly, I think she's saying that we should have accepted the backstory of Namor and his backstory. I love a backstory. And they did give a backstory. I just didn't think the backstory was strong enough that for part. his his desire to, that to kill everybody. And so that's probably where we disagree. That's where we disagree. Uh, she says Captain America was made to be um, the bad guy. I disagree. And Winter Soldier, I did not think he was made to be the bad guy. I thought Captain. I thought the writers of that made Captain America more the, more of the sympathetic character, and uh, because. At the end, all all the people who are sort of imprisoned in Captain America: Winter Soldier are, are eventually broken out, uh, and I think Iron Man, ha- who's sort of more of an establishment, he does stick uh, stick with the U.S. and I think he's sort of made out to be a sellout. That so I'm not sure. Ooh. I'm not. I don't completely agree with her reading of Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay. Um, Thanos's reasoning. Does, it, does the end justify the means? Like, so Thanos' reasoning, she's saying, is spoiler alert is if you made, haven't seen is, what, is done. Yeah, is done because, and we're supposed to th- sympathize with his reasoning. And his reasoning is essentially a population control. He's saying that the universe is uh, too small to have so many people inside of it. So to make sure that it doesn't. So she might have seen that movie and said, okay, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so overpopulation is definitely a thing that people are concerned about. It's not really a thing. Like, we, we can have more people mm-hmm. on this planet. It's just how we f- decide to choose them. And 
how much land and how much um, engines and 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 obviously there have been like people that outside of the MCU people that have tried to do stuff like you know like um, the one child homes in China or things like that we've seen that before and it's just like yeah I don't know if this is the route (laughs) yeah and I'm trying to remember this person will probably be able to say better but I think Thanos had a very personal reason why he wanted to control overpopulation they involved like a death of a loved one i okay I've, I've seen those movies long ago but i thought Probably like he, a wife or a kid if i yeah, can be something something i ain't al- seen it but you know i know s- the formula for something along that he just believed that he need to call the population to make sure that the earth was not overpopulated I so think he, he loves from, earth uh the world the universe the he world. loves okay. the universe and he loves any i think his planet had become overpopulated Okay, and well, so that's he, a little bit was, more uh, clear. I think, yeah, we're giving as context. opposed to like the theory that it would just. But I think like these, yeah, these. I guess Namor's and Thanos's reasoning behind it are sort of um, very similar, and I think that was a really good point. But I, I just, I think, I think we're not. I don't. I just don't sympathize with them. Either of them. He fine though. He can get it. Right, that's, that's that's what purple, I have. To... Purple Thanos, you like? No, pur- Namor. Purple's hot for you. Purple looks good. I do. I do Namor. Look, I, I, look I, good I, I didn't see in game to to make a, a judgment call on you, if I'm. You heard they had Thanos to edit out his penis, right? Namor. Was, yes. Yeah, his yeah. That, think... Why they do that, baby? Show, <laughs> Why show, they do show that? Show us the goods, baby. I sound like a sleaze. Okay. Anyway, um, right, let's move on to discussing. The book. Yes. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy, leveraging over over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast podcast need to hire you need indeed let's move on so parallel worlds what amber <laughs> is the appeal to parallel worlds why do we get these stories we love parallel worlds because when our lives are absolutely miserable we're feeling our most embarrassed we're feeling our most ashamed uh, we're feeling like, wow, was it a good idea to marry this guy and have his baby and move across the country? When you have those thoughts, it's nice to envision a world where there's another, not me personally, but it's, it's, it's nice. It's somebody, right? Like it's the nice situation to, you described wasn't about you. Wasn't about just, me. Okay. It's nice to envision a world where maybe things get better. But sometimes there's <laughs> or a world didn't where happen. they get, or, or, and then there are possibly worlds where things got worse, you know? So it's nice to really ground yourself in thinking about like there are other Ambers, I mean, people who are enjoying their lives and maybe other tracks. I or, love it. I think that's a great, I love that butterfly effect shit too. I love like, oh my God, this, this, this one, um, tomato I ate 
this last tomato of this salad that I ate? What if I didn't eat it? What what then for that world? You know, but I've I've had parallel. I call them parallel moments or okay. para moments. We talked about this on the show before. But para cells. I have. No, not. I mean, at some. I mean, this is episode like one hundred ten. Yeah. So I know we I d- watched I something do. in the past where we talked about like what's the Amber and Ben in, in another yes. world doing? Because I remember you saying like he's a pastor or he's a or I yes. was like oh she's. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I might have mentioned this story before, but, but, but I, I met someone on the L train stop in Chicago. I believe it was at the Argyle stop about close to seven years ago. Okay. And I had Damn. met this person. And so he, you've been thinking about this person. Oh yeah. This person came up to me was my age, uh, had went to Moody Bible Institute, which is a Chicago school that I actually went and visited. I considered going there. You go there to become a missionary. And he started to ask me if I believed in Jesus, and um, we had this conversation. Man, don't laugh. <laughs> well, it was just funny. We had this conversation, and I end up saying, like, you know, he's like, I feel like God told me to come up and talk to you. And I was like, wow. I used to think that all the time, mm-hmm. like, in youth group and stuff. And gotcha. I was like, this this could have been me. And he, he was married at that time, which I thought was very young. I think he was 25. I was also 25. 24 or 24 so i was like man i could have been married and he all he already had i think like a kid yeah and he was uh his wife was pregnant with a second kid so he was going out to get her food so we we ended up just talking for a little bit and uh i I remember just asking him questions and sort of challenging him on some of his of his his beliefs because i also went to bible school i had read the bible and it was we had a very um cordial conversation but I remember leaving at one point and being like, damn, I could have been on my second baby proselytizing to people on L train <laughs> stops. And I remember just being haunted, very by that. grateful that that did not happen. Mm. Like recently or just like in, in, that the, in the days after in, that, in that interaction moment, in that moment, I was very grateful that I didn't have because I remember having this compulsion being like, I need to make people become saved. And if I didn't do that, the guilt of that was very overbearing. So yeah. the the release of that guilt, like no longer having the compulsion to make people believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Uh oh. Say that one more time, baby. The compulsion now. Um, the compulsion now to not have to tell people that they're going to hell because they don't believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin and part of two people like that's pretty nice you're glad that that compulsion is I'm glad that your compulsion to like tell people that yes. all the time is gone yeah yes I do have different compulsions about that about other things yes you like, do like telling and, people and that they should read oh, you know okay. the space between got books. it got yeah thank you I was like did it Okay, so uh, yeah, you do. I mean, yeah, you definitely have some intrusive thoughts that come up unprovoked. The other, the other thing I wanted to ask you is: there are multiple ideas of there are what multiple. <laughs> okay, sorry, mm, I have some spit. That was, that was not pleasant for anybody. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just went to yoga, so my mouth is a little dry. There are multiple different kinds of parallel world stories. Okay. 
And one of them is the straight line, and then there's an inciting event, and then that branches off. So gotcha, you gotcha. have that in this in the story counterpoint, where there is the same world, and it goes straight, and then it branches off, and now there's two separate worlds. Gotcha. And I always think about, okay, what is that single event that would have really changed right everything about your life i told you me not eating that last heirloom tomato on a plate it's like what was it or it could be something bigger like i would say now i'm saying big events like what for you what would your look your life look like if tiktok didn't exist that's one i always think about you like it's so interesting how we like randomly met on this like hookup dating app Mm -hmm. so it's like what if i never downloaded that app like what would my life have looked like then um I mean, my there's been many things. My life would not be as fun. What if I never left teaching high school? Like, what yeah. if I was still teaching high school? Where would my life be? No, no shade to, like, obviously, like, friends of mine who are still teachers. But that's something they, like, want to do and have a passion for. And that that was something I was doing that I did not have the same passion for. Is there a singular event that would radically change your entire personality? For example, in this story, which we'll get into, there's a character named Nick Nick who in one world is this abusive, awful, like mm-hmm. violent person. And then in this other parallel world, he is like a caring, thoughtful person who wants to bring unity. And it all comes down to there's a single event an event involving his brother and his father. Yes. Essentially. And that single event changed his entire life. And I want to be clear. I don't think I have something like that. Mm. I don't think a, because That's, th- oh, there was yeah. an event there that was obviously like very traumatic. And I'm not saying I don't have trauma, but I don't think I've had uh, trauma to that level that has fully deterred or, or made a, a huge difference. Obviously, I've had some big things happen like. Oh, I found out I'm moving to Chicago. Let's do it. Or different things like that. Found out you were pregnant. <laughs> found out I was pregnant. I mean, obviously, but. But even that, I feel like in another world somewhere, I would have gotten pregnant. It, it would have just been like with a different person and under a different circumstance, like, or maybe not. I don't know. But 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 it would be different if I had like, well, I was in, I was injured in this way, and now that drastically changed. I don't, I don't have anything like that. Or or maybe something of your personality, because for me, meeting you radically changed my personality. Really? In, a, in, a, in a positive way. I, I, think, I can see I think that. you made me more secure. You've made me funnier. You've you've made me just a, a very different person than I think I would have other had been if I had never met you. Unless I met someone similar to you, right? I would have to I have mean, met somebody similar <laughs> to you. <laughs> who, who, who would that be? I mean, you know what, Ben? I I really receive that compliment. Receive it I, on a I silver really re- platter. I really receive that compliment first and foremost. But if I'm really being honest, I do not think that I would have a different personality mm. in another universe. Because I, like, the person that you're talking to now has obviously evolved as, as far as, like, some of my thinking on different issues and some of my experiences and my, my taste palette. But for the most part, if you ask anybody who knew me as a kid, I was kind of just like this. Like, I had a huge imagination. I was always loudly singing. I was always, like, never cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I never wore, like, the hottest clothes or whatever, but I had my own style. Like, we were having a conversation the other day about, like, and I'm not trying to toot my horn and all this, but I've, I've never really experienced jealousy or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like I've never, 
I've definitely seen like, ooh, shit, they got a nice car. I wish I had a nice car. Oh, well. But I've never been like, I want to be that person. I want their clothes, their car, their family, their life. Like, I've always sort of been... I've I've always been a big personality and kind of a like a weirdo. Pretty content with who you are. Yeah, and I've always been funny. Yeah, maybe I I learned how to like fine tune jokes, or I learned like oh these are the rules of improv. But I remember in like second grade at the lunch table making people laugh, you know. Mm. So something another parallel world story is this idea of like traveling. So in this story, um, I'll just give a brief synopsis. There's yeah. this company called the Eldridge Institute which is sends travelers to parallel worlds to collect data from that world uh, so that they can make predictions in the primary world. Yep, right. Uh, there's only one world that is able to uh, travel, parallel world travel. It's sort of this weird like quantum like fusion and it's described in like pushing your bones together. It's really yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like does wear and, and tear on your body. Yeah. yeah. And if you go to a parallel world and your para-self is still alive – that is a paradox and you end up getting really sick and the universe essentially like kills you. Yes. But if your par- parallel self has died in that world, then you are able to travel to that world, which right. means that the travelers they send from the primary world are the kinds of people that would mo- most likely be killed. Like, wait, with- let, this is a long synopsis. So yeah. let me like repeat what you're saying. Okay. So you need, <laughs> I, I've obviously read the book, so I'm like laying the framework for you, but you essentially want people traveling to different worlds that may be a higher risk than other groups of people because that means like oh well you can travel you're more likely right you're more likely to be dead in some worlds than others so the paradox is resolved so so what group could you think of (laughs) that would be high risk and and probably there's more of them dead than there are alive in different parallel universes so like women and people yes. of color. And so the main character, uh, Kara, is a black woman. A black woman, And yes. she ends up finding herself in this really uncomfortable situation where she has to go head-to-head with the founder of the Institute, Adam Bosch, who is a pretty terrible person. And it's really great. And then she has to deal yeah. with a handler who she may or may not have some sort of sexual tension with her. Her handler is Dell. Yes. And a handler is simply someone who guides you as you're traveling through these. Yeah, other the worlds. person in your ear. Yeah. So there's a there's a real love to like, ooh, my uh, what is it? Hero, my antagonist, right? My protagonist, protagonist. Jesus. That's okay. Uh, High school was long ago. That's right. <laughs> not you. I mean, over here, I'm like, I'm so confident. I always with this. I, I've definitely been insecure in my my things of that nature, but still, always funny. <coughs> so, you're excited if you're, you're if you're a black girl like myself. You're excited to read a book that has like a black female lead who's strong, but there's something very sobering about the fact that like, well, she's only the lead because like black women are the highest risk group of people to die in other worlds. So she's, she makes the perfect candidate to travel from world to world because yeah. it's like, cause there's like 382 worlds or something yeah, like that. I think that they know of as far as <laughs> traveling. And she has like, like 200 plus of herselves have died. So yeah. So yeah, no, I, I mean it, I think the way that Micaiah, Johnson decided to create that paradox and create that world building was, I think, brilliant (laughs) because there are other parallel world stories, for example, everywhere, everything, um, all at once. once. Mm -hmm. You can't actually travel to the other world, but you can head hop 
Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you can go to that world. You can sort of have this psychic transfer. Yes. And you can sort of learn the per- the things that your parallel <laughs> self learned in the other world. So right. if you know Kung Fu in a parallel world, you can sort of transfer that knowledge into you. Right. Which I thought was pretty clever. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one way of getting around it. Or you can have the case where you have to, the person has to be dead. Now, I think narratively, Micaiah Johnson does something really brilliantly where you have people like very wealthy people similar in our world where they want to travel to space. Well, they want to travel to these parallel worlds. Yeah. Very Jeff Bezos. Yeah. And so Adam Bosch, who is this, he's like a Jeff Jeff Bezos Bezos. character. Mm -hmm. He wants to start selling parallel world travel travels to very wealthy people. Yeah. That tracks. That tracks. Right. And I, I love that. And so he's like, okay, we have to find a way for people to be able to travel without getting sick. Right. So they're trying to figure this out. And Adam Bosch is like, this is taking too long. Let's just kill the people in these other worlds right. so that I got these money rich people can travel. And I was like, oh, my God. So that sort of that sets up the main conflict between Kara and Adam Bosch. Yes, um, very realistic. <laughs> yes. And so I thought, I was like, yeah, th- that's a great question. So if can you kill a parallel self? Is that murder or is that suicide? If you kill your parallel self, is that murder or suicide? Uh, it is murder. Because why I really love these shows, I want to say because I think we've talked similarly when we were probably discussing Severance when we had just oh yeah yeah done Severance because yeah. if one part of you oh, is oh, like if, if somebody's being I guess like Severance un- is in, like a parallel yeah. story world yes. but it's in this yeah, interesting okay I didn't even yeah, think about that if 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 one of yourselves like it, if there was a split decision between you know version one of you and version two of you these these people have you know, two new careers, two new families, two new personalities. So that's that's a, a different person. That that's not it's you. A se- yeah, it's a that's separate, a separate person. person from it's you. not a real. Yeah, it's a separate person from you. But why does it not feel like murder? For example, Adam Bosch, uh, this founder, because he wants to keep parallel self, parallel parallel world travel just in his world. He's sending people out to kill themselves. Hit, himself in the other world right because he he wants to hold par- parallel world travel on his own and i and i was like and he sort of justifies it being like it's not murder because i'm killing myself right but it is yeah but he's is. just he, he just wants money i mean there you know again severance wasn't directed by a black person i just want to name that off the top but we it is a movie we saw and it does have to deal with like your work self versus your life self but he's unable to see this other person as different from him. So in his brain, it's like, if I want to chop off my arm, why can't I? And it's like, it's not your arm. Like that, mm. that, so it, I, I can see that disconnect. Oof. Uh, peripheral does the same thing. Mm-hmm. A peripheral, there's a character who, uh, it, it actually deals with parallel worlds. Yeah, don't spoil it, that one too Yeah, early. but you, y'all should watch Peripheral. Devs is another great parallel world so if you want to read i really like parallel worlds oh man yeah it, it, i think the practice of thinking ways in which your life could be different based on very particular decisions yeah is pretty powerful except in this story in micaiah johnson's story there are certain things that cannot be controlled by a parallel world for example being a black woman because Correct. that's in most worlds, you're just going to die because mm. oppression exists 
Right. It, I think that was that so choice powerful. Is not yours. Oppression yeah. extends beyond. Yeah, it transcends your, your individual choices. It, right. It trans. It goes into other True parallel worlds, into other universes, and I was yeah. like, oh, that was like a. She's doing something. Yeah, with she, that. she she was extending it. this, and I mean, she is a. a she, I think she has her doctorate. She was a college professor for a while. But I I really appreciate that that was sort of, um, I guess a theme or, or was a motif or whatever. Yeah. Or something. It, it, that's kind of like a recurring thought that we have, or a recurring message, because I think there is so much validity to that. Obviously, we have you know. We make our own choices and things like that. But sometimes events happen in our life where people just like blame themselves. Mm. And so, and I mean, and maybe in some cases we should blame ourselves, but in cases of very tragic loss, it's, it's hard to reconcile. Like this, this thing that happened to you had nothing to do with you. And I know the grief process is going to be, different um based on what it was or who it was or how close you were to them but at the end of the day like there's not one action you could have done differently to to make a different outcome i I think there's a piece to that you know ted chang's story anxiety is the dizziness of freedom that's sort of the conclusion Uh, wait let me say that um, slowly anxiety anxiety is the dizziness of freedom freedom. it's in ted chang's um exhalation okay uh, Break break that down for me learn me something real quick so there is a story in which this therapist is feeling very guilty because she made a decision that resulted in one of her friends having a drug addiction. Okay. And people are able to talk to their parallel selves through a computer. They, they're able to send data. All right. So, so you can sort of have a conversation with them basically through Skype. Okay. And she, um, she feels guilty about doing this one decision that changed everything. But by, at the end, she realizes that in like 300 other worlds, her friend developed a drug addiction, regardless oh, of it. that decision. Oh, Time Machine was like that too. It's like yeah. he's trying to go back oh, and save yeah. his wife, but yeah. in, in each scenario, she dies. Yeah. Yeah, that, that you know, 2000, like yeah. three, um, Time Samantha Mumba. With I'm guy, having Guy Pierce. I'm having insane deja vu right now talking about this. So if somebody, if we've, if we've covered this on another episode, please let me know. This but stuff- yeah, I like to, I kind of like to live my life like that. Whereas I think sometimes when things happen, like you're, you really blame yourself when, when incidences occur, you know, if you think about it, like, yeah, you'll, like if I, if you'll I sit there and be like, ah, oh, if only five years ago, I would have said this thing. Or if only 10 years ago, I would have saved this amount. And I'm kind of like, Ben, we're doing fine. Yeah. Um, Accepting your decision in this world. Yeah. Like I do that when it's, like, dang, I could have auditioned a little bit differently for this thing, but I don't know. I don't I don't really hold on to it in that way. But sometimes you'll be like like been in a really great way set up that that's my problem. That's why I'm with Ben, because Ben does plan for the future and he he created this really cool PowerPoint for me on on what I should be doing with my money, not in a controlling way, y'all. Don't don't do that. But just like this is how much we should give to retirement. This yeah. is how much for student loans. This is how much so that we can buy a house in this yeah, year. And you sort of requested it because I was saying yes, these things. Because you like, like to re- we're like drunk and we're having these like conversations. Ben, yeah, we'll be <laughs> drunk at a party and Ben will be like, "So let's talk, you know, <laughs> buying a home in a couple years." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, you're such a boner killer." But he, 
I said, if you want me to like hear you and listen, like I need a visual, like I need the numbers side by side with the words. And he spent some really intentional time putting that together for me. And I'm very, very clear now on what our goals are for the future. But I also like to eat good. And I also like to get massages. So it's, I, I, I think that's why we make a good team, but but sometimes you'll definitely be like, dang, we shouldn't have, uh, like, we got scammed over here. We shouldn't have done this over here. And I'm just kind of like, I see Amber getting scammed in several worlds. So I might as well just let myself be scammed with this. Or, like, not scammed, but paying something for overpriced, that was overpriced. Like, there is no world where you never pay for anything overpriced. Like what there's world probably one world. There's right? not. Because uh, so in the TV show Devs, there's infinite number of worlds. I think also in this book, they give you this idea that there's infinite. Yeah. Well, there's not infinite. There's like 300 something. I think 300 that, that, that they the Eldridge of. Institute okay, discovered and, has, and that's close enough to their world that they can actually travel to. Right? Because there are probably some parallel worlds where the air is not breathable. Right? Because gotcha. of, you know... It, whatever the uh, the geological construction of our earth or the atmospheric, you know, millions of years ago, there's something that changed. Anyway, the point being is that I think there are infinite number. I think she establishes there's infinite number, but the Eldridge Institute has only, is only capable of traveling to these. You actually think there's, and this is, is this is so funny. We're, we're such a sci-fi nerds now that like, even when we get into arguments, I'll be like, Ben, there's no world where you could see you being wrong in this scenario. Like there's, that just is well, not, I think. It's a, but, it's probably a very rare world, but it does exist because you think there is a world that exists if where you never it, waste a single penny. If we think about it, like from 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 childhood to now, as soon as you, you said that, it became possible. As soon as it's the not, idea of that, because to live and breathe and have to like function in this economy, and especially the one we're we're in, this like capitalist one, is like something There's I paid world, for was overpriced, or I was scammed, or it wasn't I, made ethically, or whatever it was, and the and the same is true, I think. In a lot of other countries too, it's like, like this. Just sadly, is just how the shit goes. Like this is how cost of living goes. Like this shit is unfair. Like you think there's a world where like you pay a fair price for every single thing and nobody yes. ever over and everybody. It's, I don't think it's possible. I think it's yes. As soon as you are able to think of it, it becomes a possibility. If you can think it, it exists. But that would also imply that there's a world where no, like, in in this situation, I'm talking about like. The times we've been overcharged or scammed or whatever were at the hands of other people. So that would mean like there is a world where no other person yeah. was running a hustle. It's rare. But, and I think my acceptance of that means that that is the world in which you should strive for. Ultimately, yeah, we I, should be striving that. for a post-scarcity civilization in which money is not even needed. All right. Wild Lynn is waking up, so I'll end by saying this. There is no world, and maybe I'm just jaded and just a black queen, but there's no world where somebody's like, in this other world, there's no racism. It's just like, I just feel like in every world, that that, that was my plight. Yeah, well, that's what historians do, right? They go back and say, okay, what would be the one event that would have prevented white supremacy that, you know, you know uh, spiraled into racism? I think that's... 
I think the idea of like there's no or, okay or maybe, I just what what is the I just cannot event? see that world because yeah. there's there's just been so much. Well, we're not science fiction writers, maybe if right? We're science fiction writers, right? Right. Things well, things or just change. any okay, because even in like knots and crosses, when it wasn't white supremacy. In that specific story, please go back and listen to the episode. It was black supremacy. Yes. You know, like, so it's just like, there's no world where one group didn't colonize another group or whatever. Well, I think that's, that's what a great science fiction writer does is they, especially optimistic science fiction, is that you imagine the world in which that is the case. What would have had to happen historically for that to, for that to occur? I like, I like the idea of imagining that world, but, but I can't. I, you see it, right? I, I, I um, to, to end really quickly. Or you quickly, don't see it. You don't see I do, it. I, you don't see it. Uh, to end, the one side that I have for the book, you know, this is the sci-fi size. We're going to just, because uh, we, we really we really enjoyed the this book by Micaiah Johnson. The one thing that I was a little tricky for me was that, let's say in this world, my name is Amber. In the other worlds, my name was not Amber. So as a reader, sometimes it was like, oh, is this, the new version of that person, like there were different names for each person. Whereas like in a movie, like everything everywhere all at once, it was like the same character's name. So, and and, and it makes sense because it's like, well, in this other world, obviously I'd have a different name because my story was different or like my mom got inspiration for my name for this event. And then if that event never happened, I would have a different name. But like as a reader, it was a little bit tricky to keep up with all of the versions of her because they all had different names. Also, you know, big spoiler alert, but you find out that Kara in this primary world is actually not Kara. She found a way to right. travel into this world to become Correct. a traveler. So there's yeah, I like it, us. There's there's <laughs> some great twist, and it keeps on stretching your imagination. The the book is. Did you think about us when that happened? It's like, oh, you're not. Oh Adelaide. yeah. So it's there's the other. Kid. Yeah, yeah, us us is sort of like a parallel self yeah. story. Maybe as well. that's when we were talking about it. Maybe. Very possible. Anyway. You want to wrap up, baby? Yeah. Buy The Space Between Worlds. Micaiah Johnson is awesome. Uh, definitely funny story. I actually bought this book to give to her, and then I didn't run into her again because she was doing a reading, and she's like, oh, I got to go buy my book. I was like, honestly, I, w- I went to go buy it to give it to her so that she didn't have to buy it on her own. So you're a kiss ass. Yeah, well, yeah, because we, you know she, she we were talking about stuff, and she spent some of her time just talking with me, and it was great, and I... Anyway, I forgot no, to give. I forgot boss. to give this. So Micaiah Johnson actually bought this copy to give to you because she showed up in Chicago and uh, forgot to bring one of the copies of the book with her. And so I actually bought this for you, Micaiah. Sorry, I wasn't able to give it to you, but thank you for talking with me. Um, I think you're an incredible, talented writer. I can't wait to see what you're working on next. Uh, and I, I really appreciated listening to your panel. So y'all support Micaiah Johnson. Absolutely. Read this book. It's really fantastic. Read. And that's all I have to say. I hope I met you in all of the other universes. Uh, up next, we are going to be talking about numbing your emotions with N.K. Jemison and Jamal Campbell's award-winning comic series, Far Sector. Ben, can you pull that up? Yeah. Yep, there it goes. Sorry, I'm just I just caught uh, Lil Wild Lynn is awake, so we gotta go. But thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Side by Side Podcast. Please read Far Sector, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Uh, bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.